0: I don't know about you, I'm a little excited this morning. Because there's there's times that you expect God to meet you in your place and he does. There, there's times that we ask that he meet us in a place and he doesn't. Well, see, we gotta be real sometime. We have to be real sometime. Life isn't peachy and cream, and guess what? This is what I found out yesterday while I was at church. You wanna know what I found out yesterday? 2020 is not your miracle year. Oh, see, y'all don't want the truth. You want what? 2020 is not your miracle year. Don't ask me what it means. I don't know. 2020, it, just because it said 2020 doesn't mean everything went away and it's all good now. That's not what it means. 2020 is an opportunity Amen. to make better than last year. I was listening to a guy that he was talking about uh, people gauge their life on, on uh Decades. And I, I wasn't really tracking with him at first. And he said something about uh, people, they identify. I was raised in the 60s. I came up in the 70s. I came up in the 90s. People identify with decades. And then he said, guess what? This is a new decade. I went, okay, I'm with you. At the end of this decade, what will you identify with? You have a choice? You have a choice again. That's why I love God so much. Because he gives me an opportunity to make a choice every day. He doesn't make me do anything. Tommy, you can go to Philippians 3, verse 13. I'm going to read 13 through 15 first. And then we're going to go to uh, 2 Kings chapter 2. And we'll start at verse 9 there. I've been doing a lot without notes because I didn't want to trap something, but I started getting stuff this morning, and I said, well, I better not let this go because this was kind of flowing like water. And Debbie said, um, you need to come out here. She even sent JT in to pick me up. I wasn't ready. I just shut my note off. So we'll see what happens after I get through with that. All right, y'all ready? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Basically, I'm not saying that I've got it. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize. I press, I push. You're going to have a fight. of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Not that I'm pressing towards a goal for the material things that I desire in life, but I'm keeping my focus and I'm pressing towards that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm trying to be more like him. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, so if you're sitting in here this morning and you're not mature, don't, this it's probably not for you. It says, many as are mature have this mind. <laughs> and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. We we went over a big, I'm gonna say it was a quite a long, extensive series on maturing in the faith on Wednesday nights. That was for Big Boy Church. And we all have decisions in our life that we have to make, and I'm praying that 2020 be the decade, the, the, the start of a decade, that you make choices that help you grow in Christ. You with me? All right, let's go on. Let's go to 2 Kings. Chapter 9, or chapter 2, chapter 2, Tommy, I'm sorry, starting at verse 9. I'll get a letter from him later about that. (laughs) Maybe not. I hope not anyway. I'll get him a hamburger. We'll be fine. And so it was when they had crossed over. It's talking about Elijah and Elisha. That Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Well, how would you like to have that question? I mean, how I don't know that I could deal with that if my wife came to me and said, Ask what I could do for you before I'm taken. I don't I don't know if I can handle that. But he said, Ask what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you. Elisha said, Please Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have thing That's a hard question. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taking from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened. As they continued on a talk, and they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire, JT, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, and separated the two. Come on. You know, I, I ain't challenge y'all like I challenged JT and Tommy this morning. I asked them both, how was Elijah taken out of here? And they both had the same answer. A chariot of fire. Or a chariot of fire and horses. That's not what took him away. It's not what took him away. And Elijah went up. I've read it time and time again. I, I used to say chariot of fire took him up. It was the whirlwind that took him into heaven. And Elijah, Elisha saw it. And he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of of Israel man that rang in me the chariot of Israel because the chariot the chariot of horses the fire of the horses and the chariot represented power in that time that's God's power and he said my lord my lord chariot of Israel he God is your chariot God is your Power, God is your authority. The chariot of Israel. I'm Israel, you're Israel. We are Israel. We're the church. and it's horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water and said, man, I just, I don't picture, we're talking about Elijah's successor. I don't picture Elisha moving into Elijah's role weak. I just don't picture that. I picture Elisha approaching the Jordan with the authority that came with that mantle. That mantle was just a symbol. And saying... Where's the Lord God of Elijah? As to say, hey, I'm here. Told me if I seen when he left, he would give me. (laughs) He wanted to make sure. See, we probably probably ought to make sure that God's backing us before. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that. Basically, into it moved away, and Elisha crossed over. Hmm. Father, I need you this morning. I desire you, I want you. want to be obedient to you. So, Father, this morning, reach and grab that coal from the brazen altar. Father, impress it against my lips. God, that the words that are spoken this morning, Father, may may be seed that awakens the spirit inside of people. I thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's easy when we, when we talk about how people... Let me, let me do it this way. We often place people with an account of their success. Okay, we, we recognize Michael Jordan... And we put Michael Jordan with the success. We we take people like Tiger Woods and we place Tiger Woods with his success. Now there's times that there's hiccups here and there. But when we talk about Elisha in this account, when we talk about Elisha in the Bible as a whole, Elisha was a successor of one that said, it won't rain until I say it rains. And it that wasn't arrogancy. That was that was him knowing. That's where we should get. Him knowing that God backs him. See, you can't you can't be God's prophet if you don't know him. You you can't do the things God's asked you to do if you don't know him. So here here's Elisha, and we, we look at Elisha and we go, Man, what a powerful guy. This guy done twice as many miracles that's that to me i was like wow okay because i always find little things in the bible where it matches up with different things and i'm like he done twice as many miracles as elijah so that must mean he had twice double portion well well there were some other things that took place in Elisha's life that i want to point out this morning because i don't know i don't know how many of you have been doing your thing and, and just and just working just working You're going about your business doing God's work and then something happens and he passes you by and the next thing you know there's a mantle thrown on you okay so i'm I'm looking at this mantle, man, I really want to keep the notes, and i don't I'm looking at this mantle more. It's not just the symbol of authority, it's not just the symbol of the office of Elijah, but I believe this mantle was also a revelation, it was a symbol of revelation at the time that Elijah came by because we're we're talking about elijah Elijah now he just destroyed all these prophets of Baal, and he ran from a woman. y'all remember that? right if we don't remember nothing else we remember Elijah ran from a woman (laughs) but he runs from and he's in a state of depression he thinks that God I'm left I'm the only one that is standing for you and God had to wake him up in a moment in his life just like he has to do with us sometimes he's got to come by and shake us and wake us up in our circumstance so that we can realize and understand that it's not just us hanging up in the middle of this mud there's other people in the puddle and he said, wait a minute, you're not the only one, get up, why are you here? Remember he called him out of the cave? Remember, they called him out and it was earthquake and it was fire and it was wind. And then God had to speak in a small, still voice and brings him out of the cave. And he tells him, he goes on to tell Elijah what was getting ready to take place. How would you like to have this conversation? You're going to go and find Elisha? And you're gonna anoint him to be your successor. That means my time's coming close, right? I can see y'all don't think like me, but I can imagine Elijah, Elijah now standing out on the edge of that cliff after God had spoke to him, and he said that he wrapped his mantle around his face. I can just see him throwing that mantle around his face and hitting the ground and going, "God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." but Elijah walks out and so Elijah's going and he does his thing and he goes and he hunts down Elisha he comes upon Elisha and here's Elisha standing in the field I just I want to talk to you for a minute about what Elisha went through Elisha just didn't show up this day and get a double portion Elisha just didn't come to church And everything in his life be okay. With me? You cold? (laughs) So here's Elisha. Elisha's father Shabbat was a rich man. Elisha was the only son. Which meant Elisha would then get the inheritance. Double portion. Elisha's in the field with Daddy's ox, Daddy's plow, plowing daddy's fields. Okay. Elijah comes by. The Bible says that he passed by. He passed past tense. He passed by and threw this mantle on him and kept walking. You a fruitcake? (laughs) You crazy? What's wrong with you? I want you to, you got to get in, get inside Elisha's mind for a moment. Elisha, Elisha has it made. He already knows that everything that his father owns, he's getting a a double portion of He already knows that. And it's his. He don't even have to fight for it. He don't have to go anywhere. He don't have to do anything. All he has to do, be the son. And for some weird reason, this dude stops plowing, runs after Elijah. Let me go and kiss my mother and my father, and I will follow you. What? (laughs) Because somebody threw a coat on you? Now, you want to leave everything that you have, everything that you know you have. Come on, you're going to have to really track with me. You've got to leave everything that you have, everything that you know you possess at the moment in your life right now, this season. You've got to get rid of that. You've got to walk away from that, to follow somebody. Somebody you don't even know. I mean, this ain't like a friend. This wasn't a business partner. And he looked at him and said, basically, he basically just told him, all right, go ahead, go do what you got to do. He goes back. He kills the ox. And he boils the ox with the fire from the plow. Couple things. Number one, boy, it's not yours to be killing and burning. Man, I'd have whooped my son. But he he boiled the ox as a sacrifice. And went and told his mom and dad goodbye. See, there's times, there's going to be seasons in your life where you're going to have to go and look somebody in the face. I'm not coming to you to get a vote. I'm coming to you to tell you what I'm doing. Come on. You're so used to a a democracy, you think everybody has to agree with what you do. Can I, can I be frank here? Just call me Frank. <laughs> not everybody's going to approve with what you've done. That's right. Listen, his dad, his dad was well off. I do not see his dad going, all right, that's fine, son. Go ahead, I'll just buy some more stuff. Don't worry about it. Hopefully we'll see you. Mama definitely didn't do that. The only boy I know. <laughs> that woman there. She'll go through hellfire and brimstone brim to get to that boy back there. She'll beat you down. It's the only son. She protect him more than I protect him. I don't see Elisha's parents saying, bon voyage. I don't. Look, I see them talking reason. I see them telling their son, you just flat out crazy. Like I tell my daughter. <laughs> you You're crazy. We, we don't even know this man, and you're wanting to burn everything that I have, boil everything down, and you're wanting to follow this guy when all of this is yours. Come on. <laughs> so Elisha, somehow, some way, he either convinces his parents that he's leaving, and they bless him, or he just left, and they're still scratching their head to this day. It doesn't tell me in Scripture, so I can't tell you. But somehow, that mantle that was tossed done something to Elisha that day. I think it done in him what I'm praying that it do to you. That it would rebirth desire. That it would kill complacency. That it would cause you to make decisions that others would say you are flat crazy. Now, I'm not giving any, and do not, because I'm not responsible for this. <laughs> Don't go out here and sell everything, burn your house down, and cook hot dogs, and then go and follow some strange dude sitting on the corner. That's not what I'm telling you to do if you didn't hear it from, see, this is why I still say that that mantle was a symbol of revelation, because that revelation that hit Elisha stirred up faith. That's right. That's good. Oh, come on, Psalms, hey. Yep. Psalms 34 verse uh, Psalms 37 verse 4 through 5 says delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He give Elisha a desire. A desire to follow after him. I told you, I, I've told you that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. And word is revelation. Whether it comes directly from the mouth of God or whether it comes in another form. If it comes from God, it causes faith. And faith is what causes you to step into that which God has planted in you. Right. Elijah's minding his own business. Are you with me? Yep. Just like he done all the other times. Plowing the field, tending to the oxen. Not hoping that one day his father would die, but knowing that when he did pass, that all of it would be his. And now, I made a decision to leave it. This... This is how I know when people are serious about what they say. They're willing to walk away from circumstance now. Not just walk away, they burn it. They sacrifice. This is how I knew that she was serious. She left it. All of it. What she knew as life, she left it when she said, I do. It took a couple years. (laughs) But she left it. She sacrificed what she knew to be life in hopes of a better thing. (laughs) I just might stop preaching, do a little dance. Oh, shh, shh, I ain't always been saved. Stop laughing, you ain't either. So here here we have, we've got, y'all still with me? We're still tracking with Elisha. We're going through some things that Elisha went through and we're going to catch up to the point to where he smoked the Jordan. Okay? Just track with me a minute. I think it'll be good for you. There were some seasons. He served, see, he served, he served Elijah for about 10 years. A decade. <laughs> but he, he served Elijah for about 10 years. So in those Ten years, I always I love talking about season and transitions. And I and I'm I'm positive that in those times that he served Elijah, that there were seasons that he walked through, just like you and I. Good, bad, and different. We we all have that challenge and, and we all have to deal with, however, okay. And there's four there's four places that was specifically spoke of in Scripture that Elijah and Elisha went together. And I want to emphasize those. And I I want to, this is what I want to call them. I want to call them seasons of opportunity. And I I believe that each and every one of you, if, if God has come and spoke something in your life and you were so radical to believe him, and you left everything, to seek that out which he promised. There are some things that are going to be prerequisites along the way. You, you have to believe that God's not just going to dump. Well, Scripture tells you he doesn't put anything on you that you're not willing to or that you're not able to bear without giving you a way out. So if God has promised me something bigger than I, he's given me that promise, but he's not going to give it to me if I can't bear it unless he gives me a way out. So along the way, he's going to build me and process me and get me to that point to where my shoulders will be wide enough and my back will be strong enough and my mind will be keen enough. My eyes will be clear enough that I will be able to go through these seasons and grow. And prepare for what's coming. You with me? Here's the four places that I want to talk to you about in Scripture. And you can find these four places if you go to 2 Kings chapter 2. They're they're all listed there. But Gilgal was one and Bethel was another. Jericho was another. And Jordan was another. So I I want to talk about these four places. and, And what these four places might mean to you. What these four places mean to you. There's no might. Because I believe that we all are going to go through these four seasons. With me? Let's go, let's hit the first one. Let's talk about let's talk about Gilgal for a moment. And I, and I need to take you through these places in, in their accounts that they're that they're mentioned previously in the word in order to in order to give you the spiritual significance of the account that I'm speaking of right now. Okay? So, I need to take you back to those accounts. So, in Gilgal, Gilgal, everybody knows that Gilgal was the place that the Israelites entered into, and he told Joshua that he had to circumcise the Israelites again. Remember? Okay. Well, this is what I feel that's taking place in Gilgal. You can agree to disagree or however you want to do it, but I'm looking at Gilgal. Well, when you talk about circumcision of a man, that's a secret place. That's a secret place. What happened at Gilgal? There was a cutting away in the secret place. I believe that when God passes us by and tosses a mantle or gives us a word of revelation or calls us into whatever or lays his hand, you with me? That there's going to be a season in our life where we too will enter Gilgal. And he's telling us here that JT, you can't go you can't go and operate and take dominion of That which I promised you by carrying things secretly. This is the secret place. This is what I love about God. Because see, when we get into the secret place with God, not everybody needs to know. (laughs) I mean, unlike the Israelites, I mean, I I don't even want to vision it. Never mind. But the cutting away, the cutting away of the secret things in our life that we hold so dear to. Remember we talked about when we was talking about Lazarus, how we roll the stone in it. Well, this is a rolling away of, huh? And and this is the secret place. We got to get into that secret place. That's where God wants to get with us so that he can cut away some of these things so that we are better prepared. So that we are more matured in the word. That we're capable of stepping out into that which he's called us to. You with me? I don't know. What is your secret place? What What is your secret thing that you're holding to that needs to be? Only you know. And if you know, deal with it. And deal with it with God. He's a gentle surgeon. Let him cut away those things. Don't allow the bitterness and the hatred and the animosity and the fear and the aggravation and the hurt and the discord. Don't allow those things to eat you from the inside out like a cancer that can't be cured. Take them to the physician. He's making a way. Why why do we continuously find ourselves hiding from the one that wants to heal us? Don't hide from the healer. Run to the healer. There's a second place that they visit. Y'all okay with Gilgal? The second place to go to is Bethel. Do y'all, y'all remember this place called Bethel? The, this is the place that Jacob found himself in, asleep with his head on a rock, and visioning the ladder stretching from earth to heaven with angels transporting up and down. Remember that? He called that place Bethel. He named that place Bethel. Bethel means chapel. Basically, what Jacob was thinking in his mind, the reason that he named this particular place is because that he realized, or he thought that he realized, he found the spot where God would visit. See, it's like most of us. We think we found the spot, and then the spot's called, come on, help me. What's the spot called? Church we think that's where God's at can I scare you he was in your shower this morning yes he was Jehovah Shama I'm here <laughs> uh, that's who you serve you don't, you don't have to go to a, a spot You just got to be in the space. (laughs) See, we've got to realize in this season that it's not about where we're going to worship. It's about who we're worshiping okay so I don't listen if if there's dire straits in my family and I'm tore upside down and I'm standing on my head and I'm spinning in circles like it's 1999 (laughs) I can rest assured oh if they don't answer the phone I got daddy daddy's on the line because we, we have determined that, hey, it's not about the place, it's more about the space. Where am I at? The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people in the time of turmoil, in the time of trouble, in the time of alternative circumstances and situations, God's there. Because we praise him in it and through it we got to find a way to praise. we we, we, we got to know that right there, it's, it's right there in our praise that God is. <laughs> the fullness of joy, it's right there in the midst of God in our praise that there's healing, that there's wholeness, that there's no want, there's no lack, there's no need. I don't have to go to church to get that. Man, I can get crazy and turn circles in my shower That's right. carefully. Very that's another season and you're, that's when you're maturing that's when you're growing because there's a promise that I keep my eye that's the title of the sermon keep an eye on it Woo. keep an eye on it you were given a promise keep your eye on it Don't let everything else around you destroy you. Don't let it take you down. Don't let it tear you apart. Keep your eye on it. Amen. The third place is Jericho. Y'all remember Jericho, don't you? That's That's that place where we recognize that obedience is greater than sacrifice. Have you ever been torn betwixt or between sacrifice and obedience? Oh, I'm not talking about the time that God wants you to sacrifice and he tells you he wants you to sacrifice because then it's a little easier to sacrifice because you turn your thought or you should be turning, you should, no, you should be turning your heart to the obedience And you sacrifice because you were told to sacrifice that's obedience. That's that's why he says it's better. It's better to obey than it is to sacrifice. He said it's better. And that's what Jericho was. Remember the Israelites? Man, they had to walk around. <laughs> Come on now. I... Well, I preached on this <laughs> around and around Jericho. Man, that had to be worse than the 40 years in the, in the desert. Had to be. Walking around the city wall, keeping, whoo, uh-oh, sometimes silence is your best weapon. Sometimes silence is your best weapon. God said to walk and be quiet. Shh, shh. There's a victory in progress. Shh. Well, just walk around and keep your mouth shut. Don't say, just walk. Man, it. listen, do y'all know about the walls? They were riding chariots around these boys. Can you, look, the... See, it don't sound too hard for you, but I need you to get in their place, okay? Get in their place. They're going against a wall that was fortressed. Nobody in, nobody out. Chariots going around the top of the wall while they're walking around. <laughs> God, you've got to be out your mind. They're gonna be throwing spears. They're gonna be chucking rocks. God it's coming. And nowhere in scripture have I found yet where he actually told them how far away from the wall. So actually we don't even know how close. We don't even know how close to the wall that they were. But we do know this. There was no conflict in those times. God's divine protection when he gives you when he gives you an order just Obey. Listen. Put your common sense in your pocket. The just shall live by faith. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Just put put all reckoning in your pocket. If God said it, just do it. Easier said done than pastor er, easier said than done, pastor Idiots. Look, I'm the I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I might have been five rows out from the wall. And I'm the guy. Man, why are we doing this? (laughs) See y'all think pastors leading the pack. Pastor's right there. What you going? Man. (laughs) Oh. Huh? And going home every day after I walked. And if you're married, men, because the women didn't do this. <laughs> Don't you love this question? You come in, you dragging. I mean, your uniform half untucked, half tucked, one shoe off, one sh- wet. <laughs> and she says, "How was your day, dear?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's that (laughs) panino. How was your day, dear? What does it look like, honey? Oh, that wasn't just a one-time account. There were several occurrences, six, matter of fact. Somebody just said, no, it was seven, Pastor. Hang on, the seventh was the seventh day. They done seven times. (laughs) So they went home six times asking, "How did they just relax? (laughs) How was your wonderful today, baby? We didn't get to say a word. Didn't get to throw a rock. Didn't get to shoot a spear. Didn't do nothing. We just walked around kicking rocks. As much as you want to put your hand on your circumstance, you're going to have to learn." Pastor, God, give me a promise. I I understand. I understand. But I know this. That in his infinite wisdom and his knowledge and his grace, he knows me and the enemy way further than I know me or the enemy. And sometimes we're just going to have to walk and walk and walk. I know you want to say something and walk. I know they hurt your feelings and you want to bite back and walk. And, well, I'll show them and walk. Well, Pastor, you didn't go through and walk. See, the, the great thing about this was the seventh day, he said, okay, now today... now today I want you on the seventh time around I want you to give I want you to give me such a shout of praise oh thank you Holy Spirit it wasn't after the first time around because we still may have a little energy it wasn't the second time around uh, okay, we're cool. Wasn't the third time. It wasn't the fourth time. We we were getting tired. We were becoming discouraged oh we wanted to know what the what <laughs> Because we're God, what do you mean? I've got to do seven times today, and I got to wait until the seventh trip. God, I'm tired. Do you know how many times this woman that you give me has asked me how my day has gone? I'm wore out. It's there. It's in the midst of your despair. That that is when he expects. A praise to bellow up. It's, it's when you can't, can't do no more. Man, it's when you're tired, you throw your hat, you throw in the towel, you quit. I'm done. I don't want it anymore. That's when God is expecting a praise. And it's in that praise that we find victory. We're listening. We're all going to go through this. I'm trying to help somebody. Might be me. But I'm trying to help somebody to know and to understand that when God gives you a promise, it's going to (laughs) happen. Will it happen when you want it? Probably not. It'll happen when you're ready. (laughs) Let me move. Let me move. Jordan. (laughs) Here we are. Love talking about the Jordan. The Jordan, a place of transition. Oh, we're, we're, we're standing on the banks, and, and what, we, what we are actually exposed to is what's to be and what used to be. <laughs> so we're, we're in the transition of making a decision that we're going to leave what was so that we can move into what is to be. It's a transition. Oh, the Israelites, it wasn't easy on the Israelites. Remember the story. When they came to the banks of the flooded Jordan. Sit on it for a minute. It's in the midst of a circumstance that you see or deem To be impossible. It's there. You have to make that see. It listen, guys, listen to me. Dear God, thank you this morning. It's easy to make the decision to walk into what God has promised you when the road is clear. When everything, when all the cards fall on the table it's a lot easier to figure out what hand to play and which one's not to but let it be done in the blind baby you're facing opposition that you I. <laughs> God this is this ain't the typical <laughs> Jordan alone just crossing the Jordan alone could have been an issue that in itself but God said, maybe you can find a way, though. You, you, you might be able to put it in your mind how you can, you'll look for the lower spots. I got to make this seem impossible. Because, see, I, no, 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 no. You don't share in God's glory, you can't come into the promise and say went to school, got a degree, got a good job got the money, got the finance you ain't do nothing the Bible says that God's given you everything to be prosperous (laughs) he done it so you're you're in a season of transition I mean some there may been some of y'all are in some of these right now. It's a hard spot to be in. God, I see the promise it's right there, but here's i God, I, I don't get somebody like LB standing in front of you. I mean, it's just, God, do you see the opposition? <laughs> Transition. Joshua said, here's the deal. We are going over in three days. See, he made a, he made a statement like Jesus made when he told the disciples, meet you on the other side. He didn't say anything that he wasn't going to perform. Joshua said, three days, brother, we're gone. Now this is what I want you to do. In the face of opposition. God, we can't fight through the battles, much less stand in them. He he told them to step off of the banks into the flood stage Jordan. And when all the priests were in, So stand. Come on. You'll catch me in a minute. Pastor, that was them. See, I was Israelite. Now you're a priest now. When they went into the promise, you know, now you called friend. When Daddy died, you called friend. So now... It's you (laughs) with God's glory, not in a box. Thank God I don't have to carry him in a box. How boring would life be? Thank God for no formulas. Do you know how much greater you have it now than what they did then? They only had a representation. (laughs) A box. (laughs) We got him. So with with him inside, I now (laughs) can step into the Jordan (laughs) all by myself. See, I don't need you to go. I don't I don't need you to hold my hand. I don't I don't need you to help me carry the load. All those who weary and heavy laden take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I don't I don't need you to get up in the waters with me. When God's given me a promise that you're gonna think I'm nuts. Probably already do. And I am for him. Bottom line, he gave me a promise. He's going to work me to that promise. (laughs) Here's the great thing. (laughs) My promise... (laughs) Ain't like their promise. Elijah said, Elisha, ask me what it is I can do for you. Elijah, I want a double portion understanding and applying. Hear me. He understood the principle. <laughs> Of being the eldest, he he knew what he was. Elijah's successor. He applied the principle of being the firstborn in this spiritual. Come on, come on. He oh he applied this principle and he said, "I want a double portion of your spirit. Forget about all the material things." come along with it or what you could give me because I walked away from all that I didn't want that anyway this is what I want I want a double portion see my promise I don't know about you my portion is a double portion my promise is twice as big as you think it is my promise is twice as heavy that I can carry my promise is twice That's right. <laughs> two times That's my promise. And Elisha had enough wisdom about him that he recognized and said, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, this is who you are. Because Jesus said, lest a grain of wheat fall to the ground. (laughs) But if it does, whoo, many, you are a son (laughs) of the most high you get to apply a principle (laughs) double portion (laughs) come on on. we are too caught up man in complacency and just (sighs) stop expecting God to do the small things you can do those on your own that's right Start expecting God to do a, a exceedingly, <laughs> abundantly, above and beyond. Start looking at God for who God is. He is El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He is the one. Amen. And Elisha's going, I want your spirit. <laughs> what? <laughs> And Elisha didn't say this is a hard thing because it was hard for him. Elisha said, Buddy, this is a hard thing because it's not mine to give you. Whoo! Which one of you going to somebody? Amen. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> Which one of us are going to other people <laughs> to do what God wants? <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. You're you're going and asking people for things stuff that only God can give you. Come on, that's what Elijah said, buddy. What you've asked is a hard thing, but here's the deal. <laughs> me when I go up so be it unto you come on man just uh oh understand this that was not a condition for him to receive (sighs) if he seen him Go up, then that was the evidence <laughs> of what he wanted. <laughs> it was the evidence he said man if i if I just keep my keep my eye on it, I just gotta keep my eye on it, and here comes this blazing horse chariot right right there at the promise. And here comes God entering on the scene. <laughs> and separating. Maybe God thought Elijah was just dumb enough <laughs> to reach out and snatch out to him. <laughs> so he said, I got to get it. <laughs> That dude, they're crazy. He done, he done fried all his daddy's animals. That dude crazy. He'll grab a hold to him. God, we gotta separate this dude, man. And when he separated him, a whirlwind. And that whirlwind took Elijah. Up. See, listen. Are you, you have to pay attention; you go miss it. I almost watered myself. Not just now. <laughs> then, right next to the promise, a storm, a whirlwind. Come on, I don't know if you know it. Anybody ever been in such a... My son, I bet you if I brought him up here and let him explain the the fear that entered into his little baby heart <laughs> when he seen some leaves blowing up on a church, park, a church parking lot, nonetheless, and he got nervous. I'm like, boy, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Settle down. But he sees all these leaves, but they start going, whoo, and he's going, mom, a tornado, and he takes off running. I can just imagine what we do. I can imagine the sense of fear that engulfs us at times that we're standing right beside the promise. And in the midst of that promise, here comes a storm. It was like like the cloud that led the Israelites. It was a storm. Lightning, thunder, it was a storm. How easy would it have been to take his eyes. Right. <laughs> How many times have you taken your eyes? Mm-hmm. All for the promise. Mm-hmm. Because you were experiencing a storm. Come on, come on. Wow. People, you, this is better than what you're preaching right now. Just, you just ain't doing nothing. You said it to me. I hope you're getting it. <laughs> I just hope you're getting it. Right in the midst of the promise. Right next to it. A storm. Oh. If we will recognize the storm correctly <laughs> oh, twenty twenty. If we will see the storm for what it is. <laughs> That's going to determine the results of your promise. See, come on. (laughs) Oh, because we take our eyes off because we go and we take our eyes off and, and we get to and fro like that ship here and there like the bible says that a, a wayward man expect not ask anything and receive and, and 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 we look up and we see the storm and then we start focusing on the things on all the things that are flying around in the storm and then we lose sight But Elisha kept his eyes. Oh, and because and because Philippians 33, yeah, that last one, and because of Philippians three, <laughs> three, whatever whatever it is, Tommy, what was it? You should have it. Oh. Because I kept my eyes and I pressed toward the goal for the prize of the... Listen. I truly believe that Elijah asked Elisha, what is it I can do for you? I truly believe he asking that question openly. I believe that Elisha could have asked for anything but instead he sought the kingdom first I truly, I truly believe this. That he he could have said, Elijah, bid me to return to my house. I tr- I truly believe this. But it was because that he chose to ask for a double portion of his spirit the Bible said that he left in the mantle fell to the earth and Elisha Went and picked it up Ooh, I could just imagine the inauguration see I want y'all up here preach with me sometime so that you can get the sometimes I want to do the crazy buck. you know what I mean y'all, I think the left side It's just my stinking coat. <laughs> how did you feel when a promise from God came to fruition in your life? How 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 it must have felt being addicted and God's word makes the promise you shall know the truth and the truth will set (laughs) you and that promise come to fruition and man you walked out one day and you went I don't even want to hit this. I don't even want to snort this. Or you do it and then you go. Man, you give me some bad stuff. That stuff ain't working. Because God not, his promise not only come to fruition, but he protected. See, there there is a there is protection in the promise. The Israelites fought more wars when they crossed over the Jordan than Moses did getting to the Jordan. And over the Jordan was in the promise. They fought more and never lost. Okay. Where was I? And he picked up the mantle. Oh, that's where I was at. The inauguration could you imagine? He just laid his hands to the promise. What joy must have filled his soul. Never mind. He grabs it. I can see him now. He went, whew, not, not questioning it. God, is this for real? Didn't you ask for it? Of course it's real. He picks it up. Man, I'm just saying. And the Bible says that he rolled. (laughs) He rolled it up. Cause he wanted to get a good (laughs) swack. Where is the God of Elijah? (laughs) And the waters went here (laughs) and there. (laughs) And he walked over. I sorry. I'd have had to say, wait a minute. Because see all the prophets were on the other side. I'd have had to say, brother, hang on a minute. I'll be right with you. I don't want to go too fast. I'm old and hurt myself. Quit laughing at me. You go get there. You know what I'm talking about. It don't mean as much unless you do it like this. <laughs> wow, God. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> thought I was going to bring you in, did you? mm drop you off. <sighs> My God. <laughs> T.D. Jakes, everyone, who am I preaching to? That's sometimes I want to say, who am I preaching to?